Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. We are announcing that we are rebranding the show. It is no longer Oilers Nation every day. It is Connor McDavid every day because he steals the show on a routine basis. Oh man, he's still on Saturday night. Of course, Connor McDavid, the captain, he is the topic on today's lead. Oh, we've lost your mic, Tyler. Hello? Hello? Jay? Tyler doesn't have a mic. All right, Jay, keep going. That is the lead. Oilers versus Golden Knights, Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. Must win game for us because we were kind of, what? In a bit of a funk? Well, I mean, if Connor McDavid doesn't do that, the Oilers are in a lot of trouble. Well, if we're talking about if the Oilers don't even just win that game. Like they're yeah, playing, I mean, they're the playing thing. the division leading <clears throat> Golden Knights, and we are playing way below, I think, to our potential. Yeah, where there's some controversy and storylines coming. We've got the goaltending conversation. Mm-hmm. We've got our defense, and we've got our bottom six not participating as much as everyone would like. Yeah, and then we've got Vander Kane injury, who should still be Kucherov. We've got Yamamoto, who's now still a mystery as to what's going on with him. Maybe Yamamoto's going to get Kucherov. Let's Kucherov as many people as we can. More cap space. But, I, yeah, I mean, we, we could be having that Kucherov conversation until our brains explode. <laughs> I want to talk more about that game, though, uh, over the weekend, because if you don't win that hockey game, you would have you would have came into a weekend, staring down or into a week where you stared down the barrel of two big Pacific Division games, and you would have walked out with no points. And that is, you know, it's game 18, 19, 20, whatever. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season. It's not like it would have been disastrous, but it would have really set this team back, in my opinion. Like, it would have been a pretty damning week in terms of what this team's capable damning of. Damning couple weeks. Yeah, like, if you can't look at two big divisional games, and if you can't win either of them, mm-hmm. if you can't get up for those games, it would have been concerning. Luckily, and this is a credit to them as well, it's not just all luck, I guess, but they showed up. On Saturday, and I thought they played really, really well. They played extremely well. Like Vegas is good, and and Vegas didn't take the night off against us. So we 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 went best on best that night, and we we're able to pull it off, which was super important. Um, sorry, kind of distracted, but uh, all good. Hey, just dial it in. Just, just using the camera. Just me and the camera. That's all I see. There's nothing else beyond this. But uh, no, that was a super important, super important game for many reasons. Some that you just outlined before, mm-hmm. but they're just about to go on a very important road trip. Yeah. So we had a rough couple weeks. This is an important game to set a statement, just not only for fans to give us kind of some breath and not to be so crazy and, and think that the sky is falling, yeah. but also for the team to feel like they, you know, have some confidence and have the mojo uh, needed to go on a good road trip because we're facing New Jersey tonight, right? So the, uh, technically best team in the league, yeah, it's still like the fake news best team in the league, but we're there on a revenge tour. 
they stole a game from us. Like literally stole it. Like three minutes, three minutes and 33 seconds or something like that. We just said, here, have this game. There's two just, goals in seven seconds. Yeah, that we just worked so hard yeah. to, to, you know, to put, you know, to be a W for us. We just said, hey, here, take this. We have to go back to New Jersey here tonight and get that back. Yeah, we'll have your lineup. We'll have your starting goalies. All of that good stuff coming up in a bit. Oilers Nation every day coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Canada begins their run at the World Cup. Wednesday, Sports Closet is loaded up with Team Canada gear. And actually, not only that, that beautiful reverse retro that's hanging mm-hmm. up behind Jay, they not only have the world, the reverse retro jerseys in stock, but they have all the gear that goes along with it from Adidas. So hit up sportscloset.ca, Short Park Mall, St. Albert Mall, and Kingsway Mall as well. Uh, we are live on the Nation Network YouTube. So if you're watching along there, do us a solid hammer that like button as well. I appreciate everyone who pointed out that my mic was not on. Spiced Oil said, "It's just the J Show now. It's just the J Show." And I was like, "How do I do the lead? I've never done the lead. I only, I only, I only fill in the cracks of the yeah. lead. I don't drive the lead." Let us know in the chat what was the most impressive part of Saturday's victory for Yanmark. you. Uh, Rusty said there were several plays that Connor made that would have been goal of the year oh. contenders. He's insane. That one in the third period when he just spins around oh. Theodore and walks right in. Almost puts it five hole came within what like a foot of that puck so just sliding close. in. So mm. Connor was determined that night. And same thing that the, the game before he was determined until he you know the, the knee kind of set him back. Yeah. But uh, no, Con- Connor was buzzing and like no surprise he did what he did. Like that goal that he scored in overtime, it's just like it's so much disrespect towards the goalie he just scored it on. Like, like he had that goalie's brain in a pretzel, and just the disrespect that he did, just chipping it top corner. Yeah. Well, he got the goalie to bite to go uh, to the other side. Like, just a the skill that it takes to do that, and then when you see it put together, it looks like he just absolutely disrespected Aiden Hill. I'm surprised Aiden Hill didn't go after him and try to chop his leg off because we know he's a snap show. Yeah, um, we're getting a look at it right here. And I love the celebration from McDavid. Oh, yeah. it, you can he tell he was excited. He, he usually has like three celebrations, right? He does the ear one yeah. every once in a while. He's a big bow and arrow guy. And you know he's especially fired up when they just kind of all come out at once. Like he was doing everything. But the player on Vegas, who I just couldn't believe, I was watching this goal over again before. I've watched it a million times. What was Chandler Stevenson thinking? Alex, can we keep it up? Because I want to watch through it just one more time. Chandler Stevenson, as McDavid cuts across the blue line he turns the other way so like you see here mcdavid has this guy beat and stevenson does like a little loop and then doesn't even try to knock the puck off his stick and it's one of those things where that's what makes it so difficult to play against Connor mcdavid is if for a split second your attention is not focused on him he'll burn you you cannot give him a millimeter of ice yeah you can't like the guy just makes shit happen like it, but it, and it and it's he probably did something to make Stevenson do that. There, there's the whole like layers to the game there within is. the game. Like you don't know what his eyes are doing. You don't know like he's doing all these things to make players bob and weave to to his need to open up whatever little path he needs mm-hmm. to create a scoring opportunity. And then also that guy loves living like within like five inches of the player. Like he yeah. lives under the triangle of any defender. Like that's that's his that's Connor's real estate. That's not yours. He takes it. Lance says, give the man the rocket now. And uh, the sportsbooks bet way, they got him at the top for the rocket. He is running away with the heart trophy. Oh. Like today on Daily Face Off Live, Frank and Mike McKenna were talking about, yeah, okay, McDavid, that game on Saturday, he has cemented himself as the far and away favorite to win the heart trophy this year. Yep. And the conversation was, who's even second? 
Like he's so far away that you, there's just this big mushy middle behind him. Well, I was listening to DFO rundown, I think Friday's episode and, yeah. and Gregor and Frank were talking about Dallas, about how it could be Robertson should have, uh, you yeah. know, some, some love and also Ottinger. Yeah. But totally. I don't care. They're not Connor McDavid. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you can see, you need to have a 1.000 say percentage to beat what Connor's doing right now. Probably. Yeah. He's six points clear of anyone else in the league not named Leon Dreisaitl, who also found the back of the net, of and course. his line did a lot of the damage. The people in the chat, they want us to talk about the faux goal because he got on the board again, third of the year for Warren Fogle, and he looks like he's starting to piece it together a little bit. He's Well, he's he's going to the right areas, and that's like when you're playing with a Dreisaitl, you're playing with McDavid, like just go to the right areas. Work hard. And go to the right areas, and these guys will find you. And that's exactly one of those situations where he's in the right area because Leon's driving the play. Put your ass there. He'll give you the puck, and just make sure you bury on your attempt because you're going to get it. You're going to get the chances. And that was one thing with Fogel before. He was so snakebitten. He couldn't convert on any of these things. So it's good for Fogel that it's happening. We need this. Mm -hmm. We need this play from him. We also need him to be able to step up and be in the top six right now going uh, to help us deal with the current injuries injuries that we have. So it's still good to see. I hope it, I hope it's sustainable. We'll and, and and maybe Fogel is no, no longer a Fogel. It's just like, well, Fogel just scores now. Almost uh, there at the Kingsway location, there's a Fogel jersey for sale. Orange really? Orange. Yep. Yeah. I was contemplating, but it wasn't my size. Uh, that first goal that went in, off Evan Bouchard's glove. he's He continues to fight it a little bit. Oh, he is and fighting. I was chatting with some people while I was watching the game, and it's like, he wasn't this bad last year. Like, last year he had, like, I know you're going to maybe have a different take on this, but, like, last year in the playoffs, he was really damn good. And maybe part of it was the Duncan Keith effect, but, like, he's coming out this year, and, like, he struggled through the first couple of weeks, and I was like, okay, like, it's just a cold streak. But now it's been, like, a month of this guy being subpar and he got turned around a couple of times in that Vegas game. And it's getting to the point where I'm just like, what do you even do? Like you got to let him play through it, but him not being a top four guy. And it sucks that this is the situation you're in with this blue line, but him not being able to competently handle top four minutes hurts this team a lot. Tyler, I'm going to tell you something. It's always been this way. He's not a top four defenseman. They need him to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> We all need a lot of things that aren't what they sh should be or what we want them to be. Yeah, He's not a top. He has got offensive upside, 100%. He could eventually quarterback our power play, 100%, but he's not a good defender. And that's just the truth. And that's okay as long as we set him up to succeed. Right now, we're like quasi-jolting him. Like, okay, well, he's he's got to be a good defenseman. Well, newsflash, he ain't. We know that. Is that your, like... News desk. I was like, yeah, that was like my news bulletin. We have breaking news. Breaking news. Live from the Sports Closet Studio. Evan Bouchard is a third pairing defenseman. Deal with it. We're looking at the pairings right now. Is this the best way for them to handle this? Is this the best way you can lay out these six D men? I think it is. I think you need your most dependable left shot guy with Bouchard, and that's Kulak. Your third pairing is just Kulak. We have to talk about Kulak a little bit. This guy is losing edges. He falls down like every second. Like, this, but this didn't happen last year. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, is, is there some kind of like sabotage going on? But like, that guy is losing edges like crazy this season. Just something to note. 
something to note. So is this the best thing you can do? Well, what do we have to work with? This is our defenseman. What, like, like, what do you like? What do you like? I don't, you can jumble it as much as you want. Like you like. Unfortunately, Bouchard needs to be in our second pair. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I, and yeah. either he needs to be insulated with someone like a Duncan Keith. We're now obviously, obviously, like realizing how good Duncan Keith was last year. How important he was. Sure. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Same. Same. So he needs to be insulated. So if he's going to be on the second pair, then Kulak can't be his his guy. Like Kulak's fine, but you know what? If Kulak's your third pairing defenseman, then you've got a pretty good defensive depth, I believe. Like they had in their run to the conference. Well, look at look at that. Our, our, we've got Bouchard, Ryan Murray, Tyson Berry. Every pairing has That's half of our defense core right now. Yeah. They need a left shot D-man. And to me right now, Ryan Murray, offensively, in terms of like how he's how he's like moving the puck or just handling the puck, I think better than Bouchard. He was great on that Fogel goal. That was great vision for him to just like, steam that pass, see Nuge coming out of the corner. It's beautiful. Like Ryan Murray, offensive guy, yeah. not that good defensively, well stated. But they need a defender. Well, they, thank you. What have I been saying about Dad all this time? Wait, Everyone's it, now starting to it, see it. But in the playoffs, Bouchard put up he put up really good results. Bouchard was good in the playoffs and with Duncan Keith, yeah, good defender. Yeah, so he he needs a shutdown guy beside him, and yes. that'll that'll isolate isolate and kind of mitigate some of these defensive lapses. But like, yeah. you can't like he's still going to make those defensive mistakes. Yeah, you can still walk. He's still open for business. Still walk around me. I will say the top pairing to me is solid. Like someone in, uh, there's in, nothing wrong with our first pairing. Curtin was saying our top two defensemen are more like three and fours. They're not. Cody CC is a top pairing defenseman, and if you aren't recognizing it right now, you're just not watching the games close enough. Uh, like I, I, he never gives up the puck. He's yeah. consistently breaking up cycles, I, I, and he's I, physical. What more do you want? I I, I like CC. Like, Love him. Is there, is there better defenders than him in the league? Yes. Well, sure. Yeah. Like he's not a number one defender. If he went to free agency at the end of this year, he'd get five by five from someone. Yeah, I, I can see it because we've like we've removed the pressure. Also, like Cody Cece's uh, ascent into the NHL, like he was also an offensive guy too coming in. Right now that he's, he was Bouchard coming in, but it, <laughs> he was. You can't was, tell me they're the same player, dude. Watch how they both <laughs> skate. Look at the tenacity. Like, nah. Our guy Alex watched so much Cody Cece. He's a big Cody Cece guy, but he watched him in Ottawa yeah. when he was the trying, young up-and-comer yeah. guy. We're trying to be offensive. Trying now, to be now offensive. He, now, he, so now, he, now he's Bouchard just leave. that same runway. Bouchard, but, but Bouchard isn't designed to be a defender. Cody Cece People is... People said that about Cody Cece. Two, but these are apple to oranges, man. Apples to oranges. How? Because just look how they play the game. You tell me how... You tell me how Bouchard, and now I feel like I'm just absolutely shitting on Bouchard. Bouchard could be the guy that drives our power play. He needs to be isolated on the bottom third pairing. That's not a slag against him. He could still be, he could be elite at being at offensive. At 22 years old, that's what he is. I'm saying at 22 years old, that's what Cody Cece was. You got to give these guys time is my point. So you gotta, I, they, I agree. I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to give him time, and I'm actually happy that he's not having a great season because now we don't have to extend him for a crap ton of money after this season. Like That's a good thing. So, yeah, that buys us more runway because everyone's like, oh, we're going to put on the PP1. Now we have to pay $7 million, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's taking a big step back, so mm -hmm. we'll get a good deal. It'll probably be a bridge. 
mm-hmm. right? So it'll probably be like, I don't know, two, three, I don't know, whatever million dollar bridge. That's fair for everyone. I might be way Well, you don't bridge numbers. them. Well, you, we try not to bridge him. Yeah, he'll probably want to bridge. But like, I don't know. I just, I just don't see. I don't see Bouchard bringing, like, elevating his defensive game to the level CC has. I don't think it's in him. CC was both, but he, but because you're drafted as someone who is offensive mm-hmm. and also defensive, people hone in like, oh, he's offensive. Well, then he's focusing on the offensive side of the game. He's thinking he's, he's not scoring all of a sudden he's gripping the stick, his defensive play lapses. Cause he's, he's under pressure and he goes into these, he go, he gets drafted as that in Ottawa. Then he goes to Toronto, which is a melting pot, hotbed of, of focus and attention. It's a losing proposition. Then he goes to Pittsburgh on an Island. Just focus on defense. Wow. I'm a, he's actually a good defenseman. And, and now like, it's funny. Like it looks like he's got, no offensive side to his game. Like that guy is scared to carry the puck into the in, easy? into the offensive zone. It is hilarious. Like you wouldn't think when you watch him play now that he was an offensive defenseman. Yeah, which is which is hilarious because it's in his DNA. But like he's so subscribed to it that you don't even see the 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 the, the tendencies of of, of offensive defenseman. It's it's hilarious. I just I, Bouchard. You see Bouchard, man. He's not a defenseman. A defensive defenseman. There's a good point. There's something from Bison King, Stan, in our in our chat that I want to get to in just a bit, but it ties into the devils a little bit. Keep dropping your takes, though, in the YouTube chat on the Nation Network and hammer that like button as well. We won't let Liam on the show until we get 20 likes. So if you want to hear Liam's take, <laughs> I, saw, I also don't know if your microphone, you you have one. Well, can anybody hear 20 me? Likes thing. Yeah, people can hear me. All right. I'm in. What do you think of the win on Saturday night? What stood out to you most? Uh, I guess the resilience is a big thing for this team. The fact yep. they were able to come back against a great team like Vegas is p- promising. Yep. Stuart Skinner, another pretty good start for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the resilience was a big thing for me. The penalty kill also did really well. So it's a, it was a positive in that aspect of the game too. Yeah, with, penalty the, kill solid. with the way the Oilers were playing against the Golden Knights, you just felt like they were like still in the game and they had a chance to come back. Like they, they, like you just you felt confident throughout that entirety of that game yeah 100%. which is different right where it's like if we like we give up a, a lead and all of a sudden you can just tell like oh well we're done like th- th- they felt even though they were behind they felt like they're in control and even those goals they like the one that goes in off bouchard's glove that's kind of just bad luck yeah like, whatever the penalty shot i thought was a weak penalty shot call oh horrific yeah. considering how much they don't they refs seem to always hate calling the penalty shot that and was barely like, a breakaway you couldn't exactly. like, I, I wouldn't even say it that was a breakaway. like he got caught up saturday night big game national tv i'm gonna be the hero penalty shot well you know cool. you know what in hindsight we got the w they call the penalty shot they scored so it's all good for entertainment yeah i also think mark stone is corny as hell i don't like him oh he buddy, you would me. take him on your team in a second yeah i mean i would i just think he's kind of eh. I don't know. He's just annoying to me. Oh, oh. No, I was a third one. The one from distance, right? Yeah. Was was it tips? No, no. Know. Stone walked into the slot. Like it was a good shot from Stone. But it was it yeah. was from but distance. It was a long one. It was a long one. Top of the circles. I mean, that's a good shot. That's but that's far. It's long. It's long. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> it's a long one. Who is I talking to? Uh, is Dubnik on the DFO rundown who said okay. one of his biggest complaints about the way goalies are broken down in the media is how goalies can't give up good shots anymore. He's like, anytime there's a goal from like outside the circles, everyone's just like, oh, I've stopped that. If you see it, you can stop it. Sometimes guys just get good shots. Well, I think I I agree. Yeah, I agree. 
It's like that. And Mark JT Stone, elite NHLer. You look yeah. corny. <laughs> the JT Miller goal in the first game of the season. Yeah, that's a great that was example. A, it was of a it. great shot. Oh, that was a good shot. That was, that was a, good a good shot. shot. And everyone was just giving it to Cam. Was like, nah, I don't know. I don't know if many yeah. people would have stopped that one. Either. Like Svechnikov, when he scored his hat trick, his first of two hat tricks this year. Like he ripped some of those shots. And people were like, oh, Campbell. And it's like, man, if Drysaddle scores those goals, we're all sitting here like, oh my God. Of what course, Dry scores yeah. and Mary's Drysaddle. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've said 100%. Like that was impressive, ago. actually, uh, his goal against the Golden Knights. He, he didn't one-time it. Yeah, like he took a little his time. double clutch. Mm-hmm. He took his time, and, it, and I'm wondering if he's going to be adding that more into, into his game. So I thought that as well when I watched the replay of it. Um, like, if goalies are going to start reading that, hey, you're going to dry sidle, yeah. start waiting because you know they're overcommitting coming across to yeah. get everything they can on your one-timer. Yeah. Just wait, go far side. Or, or go up. Or go up, yeah. And so, but like, it's good that you got to mix that variety in. Mm-hmm. It was good to see. Uh, we need to talk about top six Yanmark. Is top oh. six Yanmark the answer? He's a good stopgap, at least right now, right? I like, he just, you notice him every game. Yeah. You notice him every game. Like, he is due, that guy. So I, I think you keep, I think he's a great stopgap. Like, like, the fact that he can go and, and, and play on that line is huge for us, it's good for our depth. But maybe he stays. Maybe not. But like, if you can, like that's that's nice to know you have that shot in the bag. Like, it's a shame we didn't have him to start the season. I know it's kind of a cap casualty thing, but uh, it's. I'm just he's so serviceable. He yeah. is like he is like a serviceable NHLer. It's we've we've not we haven't signed a depth guy like that in a long time, and this is now what I'm I'm now realizing what a good depth signing looks like. The the only thing I, I liked him, I thought he had a solid game. It's only been one game, and it's easy to get jacked up. And but he was to, good when he was on the third line. Yeah, and he, and he was, and that's fair. I just don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, let's let's see him do a first Yanmark. I think the, the thing about Yanmark, he so I just got his stats up here. Being in the AHL this season was the first time since 2015 that he's played in the American. You think it was League. a wake up call? No, I think it was kind of why well, I don't think like so. Bus? I just mean like he's an established NHL player. Oh, okay. Like yeah. I don't uh, like it's. I don't think he's a first liner by any means. But this guy isn't just someone who's kind of flowed up and down his entire career. He's played however 424 NHL games. Like, he's a good player. That line played 13 minutes together at five on five. The shot attempts were 15 to 11. So possession was solid. Yanmark just missed on the breakaway that cost. That's what missed on our parlay. The Yamak goal? Yeah, and he just <laughs> missed on that breakaway. I was losing my mind. You weren't here on the last show. Liam and I cooked up a very delicious 22 to 1 parlay. Ooh, I love the juice. <laughs> McDavid Choprop nailed it. McDavid over one and a half points nailed it. Oilers to win nailed it. All we needed was the Yanmark goal, and he missed on that one in regulation. That would have been assisted from McDavid. Everything would have hit. My, so my bets were uh, Oilers to win. With a Connor point to make it plus one hundred because they were they were the favorites. I did and then McDavid I went yeah, Mark goal. Uh, yeah, I did uh, McDavid and or Oilers to win and McDavid over one and a half. So we nailed that. I also went like four and one on Saturday. The NHL it was bets. a big day. It was nice big way day. to kick it off with New Jersey. Actually, wasn't it? What day went four nothing? Yeah, yeah, the Devil. Like the sports books aren't giving the Devils a lot of love, and maybe this is a good transition into our Devils topic because um, it is a short for giant game day here on Oilers Nation every day. Always feels good cruising around in the nation truck when you know it's an Oilers game day. 
Very good. People are honking. People are honking. I also have some great stuff I'm going to be doing with them and uh, some some charity Christmas thing as well. Ooh, so excited to share the, the video. season. Tis the season, indeed. Um, tis a game day, though. So tis let's a get game in. day. Yes, let's get into it, courtesy of our friends at Sherwood Ford. The Giant, the Devils are looking to tie a franchise record this evening with their 13th consecutive win. They have won 12 games in a row coming into tonight. It how ends tonight. They have outshot their opponent at 5-5 five and five in 11 of these 12. And how about this? these numbers? You see 6-2-1-0-7-1-5-2-4-3-4-3-3-2-4-3-4-2-5-1-3-2-5-1. At 5-on-5, five five, they've only allowed 12 goals against in their last 12 games. They give up nothing. They're getting great goaltending. They play a very good system. And their blue line is, I would call it elite. It's unreal. This is a damn hard team to beat. Granted, the Oilers, if they didn't, we gave it to them. Pants for we seven gave seconds, it to them. Yeah, to them. That was like that was that was that was our game to lose, and we decided to lose. I want to get into the Devils' lines here because I want to talk about their blue line specifically. But we'll start with the forward group: Nico Hishar centering Thomas Tatar and Fabian Zetterlin coming out of pretty much nowhere. Eight points in his last five games, three goals. Jack Hughes on the second line. He is red hot. Sorry, Zetterlin has three goals on the year. That's my bad. Uh, Jack Hughes on the second line with Jesper Bratt and Eric Halla. Jesper Boquist with Dawson Mercer, the former first-round pick, and Yegor Sharangovich. Michael McLeod, brother of Ryan, with mm -hmm. Nathan Bastian and Miles Wood. The depth scoring on this team is unbelievable. That fourth line alone has combined for 11 goals on the season. Their third line combined for 11 goals on the season. They get scoring from everywhere. They're deep. They're playing well, but all good things come to an end. And I think the Oilers are buzzing after that win against the Golden Knights. And also, don't forget that they gave up that that loss to to them on what was it like November third or whatever it mm -hmm. was. Um, that we just gave that game away. I think they're coming in hungry. They're pissed that they did that, and also they're buzzing and feeling good. So I feel like we we roll into New Jersey and we uh, we break the streak. It just it just seems like the most Oiler thing we can do. It does. Uh, their blue line, Jonas, Jonas Siegenthaler with Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves with John Marino, Brendan Smith with Damon Severson. Like I said, this blue line, and it's quickly becoming known across the league as one of the best. Mm -hmm. They are three pairings deep. They shut you down. They move the puck well. Now, where if, would Bush be in this? Uh, wait. This, but where would you put Bush in this if this was You wouldn't defense? be in the lineup. Okay, thank you. Happy? You feel, well, just, good? You I feel just, good about bringing that up again? No, I just, I, I just, I have to ask the question because we need to continue to draw attention to the makeup of our blue line. But I want to draw attention to the makeup of this Devils blue line. If you're one of those people sitting there being like, "Oh, how are the Oilers going to get blue line help? How can you make a blue line more competitive?" Jonas Siegenthaler, third round pick, is what it costs to get him. He's playing on their top pairing. Doug Buddy, Hamm we could have got Devin Taves for two second I rounders. Know, but let me just. Dougie Hamilton signed as a free agent. High-end free agent, I get it. Ryan Graves, acquired for a second-round pick and a middling prospect. John Marino, Ty Smith in a pick. Oil, was Oilers property. Was Oilers property. I don't know why we Brendan sign Smith some kind of signed league. as a league min free agent or pretty much right around there. Damon Severson is the only player on this blue line that was drafted by the New Jersey Devils. And they have built up through good pro scouting and quality GM work by... Well, not Lou Lamorello, Tom Fitzgerald. Um, they've built up a blue line that's one of the best in the NHL. And most of these guys have been acquired in the last 18 months. It's crazy to see how well, well that's built so, it's so annoying. It's happening right under our noses. How did no other team in the NHL look at Jonas Siegenthaler and be like, ah, oh, he's really damn good? How does that happen? And why can't it happen to Edmonton? 
I know. You're right. Well, we, we need we need a few of those. Like that, like we're mm-hmm. seeing what a Yanmark type signing can do, and like that was hey, kudos where kudos are are, are due. Like great signing. He's clearly making an impact. There's yeah. players like that available every offseason. You just got to sn- be able to sniff them out. Is he or do the deal. He's so like, are we even picking up the phone on Graves? Did we? I'm, Doubt it. I'm, I'm not in the room. Liam? Jonas Siegenthal. Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler. Sorry, Mr. Siegenthaler. He's from Switzerland, right? Yeah. Is he? Gaetan Haas. Nico Hesha. I wonder if they the have Swiss a little inside information on him. That's how they got him. We need some Swiss guys to get these guys. I remember that. <laughs> that that's the key? <laughs> yeah. To all the available bring, good defensemen, just bring in a Swiss player. We had yeah. Gaetan Haas. He was Is, the king of the Swiss. Would the Oilers have a better blue line if they kept Gaetan Haas? The question needs to be asked. It's it's worth posing, man. We were talking about him in the office. He was good. I loved him. I he loved him. He, he, could, he could fly. He's obviously the, like doesn't bring the physicality, but like responsible could fly hell of a sh- hell, hell of a shootout specialist or breakaway mm-hmm. specialist Never great name his penalty shot the goal best names the flames. what's that Haas. his penalty shot goal against the flames that was awesome uh between the pipes tonight for the new jersey devils is going to be vtech vanacek you may remember in the last meeting between he these two teams up. well he came in after mackenzie blackwood got hurt mackenzie blackwood's still on the shelf akira schmidt is now the backup for the and devils. he's been good for them unreal because the Devils don't get a lot of Devils. Stop it. Vanacek's got a 215 goals against average and a 916 save percentage on the year. He is 8 1 and 0. 916. What's Skinner's save percentage? 930. Well, there we go. And Stuart Skinner is getting the start. As tonight. he should. It's his net. It is his net. This is going to be out of character. I may have gone Campbell tonight. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh no, I think going. If, I think you're you're going to them Wednesday, no matter what. Then. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. And and I think you throw your best goalie against the best team in the NHL. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I just I, I paused and thought about it a little bit, and I was like, ah, you know, I I would have debated it, but I do think it's also a, an easier offensive test on Wednesday against the Islanders because they're not that good. They're scoring a little bit more than they were. They got last good season. goaltending, right? Sorokin's good. Sorokin and Varlamov are having good years too. It's got to show them. We're not getting but lots yeah. of shots. Yeah, that is a bit of a problem. We're not getting lots of shots. It's not good. Stuart Skinner getting the start tonight between the pipes. Uh, the rest of the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. You don't know the line combos yet. So I'm hitting with you, hitting you with these. I uh, hope Yanmark's still on the first line. He is with McDavid and Hyman. I'm feeling good. Second line, staying the same. Third line, staying the same. And I like that third line. That third line's great. Yeah, I... I clean Costin, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. I also love... I don't know if it was Spiced Oil or Kennedy who did it. But the got milk, because oh. cleam is just milk flipped oh, the other way. Did we pronounce it cleam? It's clean. He said it's clean. Clean. You didn't cost. hear the story? You didn't see the Samarukov story with it? I just saw the Samarukov oh, story. I okay. didn't see him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He told Gregor it's pronounced cleam. Um, I think he's been great. I think that third line has some potential here. I'm going to go ahead and say they scored tonight. Third line? Well, third line gets a goal. It. Yeah, I can see third line getting a goal. Fourth line tonight, Malone, Ryan, 
and Dylan Holloway is still on the team. How long are we going to do this for? Like, come on. We clearly believe in him. I'm double-checking how much he played last game. I know Devin Shore barely played, and it's about time he came out of the lineup. That's a change that needs to be made. See if you can get Malone going. He's a bit more of a physical presence. I dig the Malone move. Yep. But Dylan Holloway played three minutes and 40 seconds at five-on-five last game. That's not good. That's not... And just removing the player's name, any player on your fourth line, your fourth line should not be playing, unless like he's like an enforcer. Him and Devin Shore were both under five minutes, even when you include special teams. Can't be happening. I get big game on a Saturday night, but like... Well, needed the W. Yeah, needed the W. But a good team would roll their fourth line. We'll see if we get a swap with Benson and Holloway, because I know we've been waiting for that, but we're not going to see Kyler Yamamoto for a few games. So what's the deal? What's going on with Kyler? No one knows. There's a conspiracy floating around that it's concussion-related. Like from earlier in the season? Throwback like, like last year like, against Colorado, and then in the preseason he got his bell rung once, and I think it was. I, I well, take your time respect, if that's the case. Specter today uh, tweeted, "Where was it? Hasn't been right since that train wreck collision in the preseason." So that's what Specter was tying it back to. He also says betting as soon as uh, Tyler Benson gets a few AHL games, he comes up and Holloway goes down, like when the Oilers come home from the New York trip next weekend. We'll see. I just don't understand the point of having Dylan Holloway here. Just, well, if it's... If but also... We need a body right now. The other thing, if you're only going to play whoever's on that fourth line, just go 11-7. and seven, Get the extra D-man in there. Play McDavid a couple extra minutes. Play Drysaddle a couple extra minutes. That yeah. gives you a better chance to win than rolling, playing Dylan Holloway three minutes a game at 5-on-5. Five five. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no one wins there. Anyways, that's the Oilers forward lineup. The D pairings, we're expecting them to stay the same. I don't think you pull out Ryan Murray after he picked up an apple and actually played pretty good against the Vegas Golden Knights and Stuart Skinner gets the call between the pipes. I like adding Malone in. I think that's solid. It's a good move. We need me. We lost Kane. We, we need, need someone me. that's going to bring physicality, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, like, he's just a, like, Malone's just a consummate pro. Like, captain of the HL team, obviously a veteran leader there, sets the tone for the young guys coming up in terms of, like, how to repair, how to play the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's great that he gets the shot, his shot of the big club here, you know, every once in a while because it's well-deserved. Like, is he going to totally flip the script of this team? No. But, you know, there's there's, there's some, there's some you know, guys that like to throw their, their weight around on, um, on uh, the Devils. And I'd probably be, it's good, so it's good to have. Like, I'd be having him focus on Miles Wood. Yeah, they have a physical fourth line with Bastion and Wood. Yeah. Uh, catching up on what we missed in the chat, Rusty says, and Rusty is the eternal optimist in the chat. Whatever we were talking about, Rusty says, I got a positive spin for it. So he says, guys, the Oilers' blue line is starting to click. I think by game 50, they'll be top 10, maybe top five in the league. Rusty, Rusty I love you. Bless I drink you. the Kool-Aid. So in the offseason, I drink the Kool-Aid, and then I see what we got, and then I get kind of more cynical and realistic. That is a little, that is a big gulp of Kool-Aid, bro. I love the positivity, though. Love it. Lance says Skinner's going to And we to might win. be top five if we make some trades. Mm-hmm. Lance says Skinner's going to win the Calder. He is rookie eligible. That is interesting. And if he maintains a 930 save percentage, he's definitely got to be... In the conversation. Yeah. 
if uh, Bison Mask King, um, or sorry, Bison Mask Guy, if the Yamo injury prolongs even more, how fast do you get someone? Honestly, if you can bring in Domi at 1.5 to 2 mil, I think that's the answer. Really good character and energy guy. They're not moving Domi to a close. I don't know about the, the character because he's been bouncing around teams, but yeah, I like the, the energy side. Yep. And, he, and he can score. Like there's, He's an interesting player, so I don't disagree with the player. you got to wait till the deadline, though. It's not happening right away. Yeah, well, we got to accumulate this cap space we're accumulating right now. Yeah, gotta get, gotta keep gotta the money. Kucherov, Kane. I don't sure. know. It's pretty sure. goddamn well. Hey, hey, it's a pretty bad injury. You know, it's your lineup report brought to you by Sherwood for the Giant. We'll give you our keys to the game in a second. You can drop yours in the YouTube chat as well. And if you're there, do me a solid. Hammer the like button. Hammer the like button. Hammer the like button. Uh, let's get into our Betway daily bets for the day because it is an Oilers game day. They are dogs. They're uh, not as big of dogs as I thought they'd be, if we're being honest. They, they, we don't get like we, get there. we don't get the respect. The like we had the the Pacific. No, they're getting lead. too much respect. Sorry. Well, I'm as a better. Okay. Sorry, as a better. Like sure. Oilers shouldn't have been favored against the Golden Knights. We all should have got them at plus one hundred five. That is just the fair thing to do. But the sports books don't like us. Now we're on the road. On the road against the best team in the NHL, and we're only plus one thirty five. It's ridiculous. It is. They're disrespect. They're 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 disrespecting us Oilers betters too much, and this is all books. I love Betway, by the way. But maybe you could just respect the Oilers a little more. Is all we're asking. Let's go maybe over the boost. You know, you know, for us Oilers fans. Liam, what do you like tonight? Uh, it's hard to say because obviously New Jersey's so good. I'm not going to touch the money line. Oh, but it's plus twenty thirty five. Ah, that's a good boy. Maybe I will touch the money line. Uh, Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I liked McDavid power play point was pretty good. I thought that was a solid one. Um, What's the pain? If you put ten bucks on it, you win eight. So it's not awesome, but it's not bad. <laughs> well, that's not bad. It's yeah. uh, and what was the other one I saw? Stuart Kin- Stuart Skinner's goalie saves is thirty two and a half. Yeah, that's uh, I'll hit that. It's not bad. Well, he's definitely gonna get the shots. Like I won't yeah. like. Oilers need to start getting more shots, and that's going to be fast forward to the keys of the game. Like they got to start averaging thirty some shots a game, and they might be, but like the, recently they have not. Vanacek's shop uh, save probably is only twenty five and a half to kind of follow up that point. Oh. I, I'm not going to touch it because, like you said, they they're not shooting at all right now. Well, and you're also try, just, not trying to manifest an Oilers win yeah, by making that bet. I would never ever bet on the other team. I nailed Jonathan March's shot prop last game, so I, I wouldn't oh, disagree with that. I, I hope you can sleep good at night. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking at what else there is for the Oilers. Oilers to win and McDavid to go two plus points, plus 250. I like, I was chatting, Gavin the interns here watching the show today. Me, have- me and him were talking about a few things. We both like Vegas to win tonight in Vancouver and get a bounce back. So if you take Vegas on the puck line, and the Oilers on the puck line. Oh, it's ten to one. <laughs> Call me crazy. I mean, crazy. if if Jersey's gonna lose, they're gonna get their asses kicked. You think? Hmm. Ten to one. Put five bucks on it, and you're you're laughing, laughing, <laughs> laughing, laughing in the bank. I like that one, uh, but I do like Vegas to win tonight on my out of town bets of the game. I also like 
Owen Tippett's been nailing his shot prop. Good guy to watch. So is Brock Besser. Um, in terms of the Oilers game, I think I'm going to go a little bit on uh, Oilers to win and McDavid to go over a point and a half again. I got I got a good feeling about that one there. And that's I'm doing that Vanacek bet. You look at it as not manifesting an Oilers victory. I look at it as the Oilers are going to pepper this guy. They're going to finally start just ripping pucks They're on They're going to get 30 shots on net. He'll save 25, and we'll get five goals. Exactly. I think it's a good play. Are you betting a Bouchard hat trick? Maybe. What about a Yanmark goal? I am Yanmark goal until he scores. He is my full goal right now, guy. Yeah, Manifest I might get on it. that too. Yeah. It was so close last game. It's he's due, and he's playing Connor McDavid. Anyone who's on Connor McDavid's line, and he's what is he playing plus two something, plus three something to score? Um, let's have a look. I was just looking through to see when the last time the Oilers had more than twenty five shots in a game, which was Florida. Before that, I was still looking. If you put ten bucks on it, you win forty two dollars. It's plus what's that? Plus four twenty five. Oh, gotta go for it. What is it? I don't know. I can't change my thing to American, so I just have Oh, it's decimals. the decimals. Oh, it's four points, so it's plus 325. Plus 325? Yeah, okay. okay. I don't know why we just can't all subscribe to decimals. It's just the cleanest. You always know, like, when it's on the minus side, it's voodoo at that point. Like, what do you, how do you, what's minus 225? Like, I don't know. Oh, do you? I don't know. If you bet 10 bucks on it, you're going to win, like, four bucks. <laughs> It's rough math, though. All I know is you have to bet two twenty-five to win a hundred. Is kind of how that works. Yeah, minus, and then you got to go from there. Which but. is just yeah. Why? Why not be like like the decimal one point four five to one? Mm-hmm. Ten dollars is fourteen fifty. Boom. See, quick math. Tyler could even do that math. Yeah, I wouldn't give myself that much credit. <laughs> I was trying to help you there. All right, let's wrap this thing up with our short four giant keys to victory for this evening's game. You got anything off the top of your head? We gotta get we gotta get shots. Like we gotta get shots. We shots, have to get shots. north of thirty shots. Shot shots, shot shots. We got a shell Vanacek. Sure. Shell Vanacek. Shell Vanacek. Liam? Uh be relentless. Like if you go down, just keep fighting for it. I think that's why they did well against Vegas. So just mm-hmm. keep back going and Gain some confidence in the team, too. So that's my key to the game. One of them would be don't crap the bed for seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a big part Just of it. Just lock it down for seven seconds? Yeah. Can you give us seven seconds? My key to the game is going to be four lines being ready to compete. This is a Devils team that's very deep. That's something that bit the Oilers last time they played them, allowing Miles Wood to score two goals. Got to play that fourth line more than four minutes at five on five if you're Jay Woodcroft. You got to see if you can get all 12 forwards in the lineup tonight to get out there and make an impact because that's what it's going to take to beat a New Jersey team that's very, very deep and very, very skilled. And we need Connor McDavid to do Connor McDavid things. Lance is in the chat, says he's feeling a McDavid hattie tonight. Uh, Why not? I can see it. Like like I said, there's like buzzing after the Golden Knights win, yeah. still pissed that they gave that game up to to New Jersey in early November. Like this is just, this is a revenge game. McLeod brothers, <laughs> Ryan McLeod goal. There you go. Sure. Manifesting that as well. He's the better McLeod. I've always said that. I don't think very many people would argue with you on that either. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, the one area where the Oilers do have a significant advantage over the Devils is on the special team side of things, where uh, the Devils' power play is 21st in the NHL. So maybe that's another area. You know, for the Oilers, your penalty kill's been okay the last couple of games. Try to keep yeah. building up yeah. some positive momentum with that, and uh, see if you can burn them on the power play as well, because that's something that the Oilers are always going to have over teams they play is a strong power play. But uh, roll four lines, probably going to need something solid from Stu tonight. Stu, just keep being Stu. I don't. We yeah. don't need him to do anything more. That's the thing. Like the thing that we like to do is trying to have players be something they're not. Mm-hmm. We just want Stu to be Stu. Ryan says McDry beast mode tonight. Curtum says Barry will score two goals. Woozai, Woozai, reduce the penalties. I think that's a good key to the game. Yeah. Losh says lots of shots in the first ten minutes. You know, come out of the gates hard. Come hot. Yeah. You don't want to let this Devils team get their feet yep. under them. Can't at chase home against them. Get up too quick. Let's go. Pop, Lance, pop. Lance with a very specific Skinner one saying he's going to stack the pads for a save of the year. And he also says I he believe. thinks Skinner's going to get a uh, shutout tonight. So I don't mind that one as uh, for nothing as well. Let's for go. Nothing. Okay. Liam, what do you think tonight? Uh, four, three overtime Oilers. Ooh, back-to-back OT wins. Oh, okay. I know they're due for a run of OT games after not having some at so, the start. So maybe. If Slash win, the Oilers win. Yeah. Five two. So you're not on four nothing anymore. I just i i don't want five i don't two, want to say two, the word. Two. I don't want to like like I believe it can happen. I know. I'm not here it. to f yeah. with the juju. Oh, we're so close. We're getting close to 100 viewers on the stream. Ah, but <sighs> I gotta go. I have I know, literally go. it's 12:45, and, and I got, got someone <laughs> someone waiting for me since 12:30. Okay, we will wrap this bad boy up. Uh, shout out to our friends Short for the Giant and Sports Closet. Reverse retro gear in stock now, so pick it up if you're looking for a good Christmas gift for the Oilers fan in your life. Reverse retro gear. Who isn't going to be fired up about that? Sportscloset.ca. We will be back tomorrow to recap the Oilers and Devils game and get set for the rest of the week around this hockey team. Enjoy your Monday night. Enjoy the 5 o'clock start tonight between the Oilers and Devils, and we'll chat tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.